Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being produced for film and television. From next year's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, to television fare like The Flash, Arrow, and Gotham. To be clear, this is a spoiler-filled show. If you want to remain unspoiled, go catch up and listen to us after. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hello. As promised, this week we'll be recapping Arrow Seasons 1 and 2, But first, the news. On the movie side of things, we'll start off with Wonder Woman. Chris Pine is apparently in talks to play Steve Trevor, Diana's love interest in Wonder Woman. In the comics, Steve Trevor was an intelligence officer in the United States Army during World War II, whose plane crashed on Paradise Island, the isolated homeland of the Amazons. He was nursed back to health by the Amazon princess Diana, who fell in love with him and followed him when he returned to the outside world. Have any thoughts on on Chris Pine? Other than woo? (laughs) <laughs> it sums it up. I mean, he said, you know, okay, yeah, sure, why not? Throw Kirk in there. All right. I, I feel pretty much the same way. Um, Warner Brothers film chief Greg Silverman uh, recently answered a bunch of questions. They asked him how he would differentiate the DC Universe from what Marvel is doing, and he gave lip service. <laughs> not to us, he said I that they are. Well, he says, we have a great strategy for the DC films. He didn't really explain that completely he says that he's he has their strategy he has two dice he keeps in his in his drawer desk that's what that's what that is mm-hmm. he has two he dice their, that he their keeps strategy, in his desk drawer their strategy is to put them in the hands of master filmmakers and make sure they all coordinate with each other well no shit buddy oh man that um, seems like the he says one so his his strategy is to to start an email chain that's his entire <laughs> proposal for keeping this universe together Good luck there, sir. Man, I, the guys I hope who wrote not. DC Comics worked in the same building for most of the most of the time, and they couldn't keep their shit straight. Yeah, Jeff Johns is a walking encyclopedia, so, and he's he's barely holding it together. So, at, when asked about the complaints of the Superman v uh, sorry the Batman v Superman trailer being too dark, um, he he simply said that there is an intensity and seriousness of purpose to some of these characters. The filmmakers who are tackling these properties are making great movies about superheroes. They aren't making superhero movies. Well, that may be uh-huh. one of the problems. I mean, it's a fine turn of phrase, but it you know do something with it, man. Mm-hmm. I don't hire yeah, one of the Fast and, and Furious uh, directors to take on Aquaman. That's the one bit of news I did see. Where's right. our plan? <laughs> right. Well, the guy that did Furious Seven also did Saw and Insidious. So I'm not sure if you're you trying know. to make a case or make me quit this podcast with with that list. I liked Saw. <laughs> I didn't like. I, I didn't see Insidious, so I don't really know anything about it. I didn't see Furious Seven either, so I can't. I can't judge it. I don't know it. Well, I'm sure the action will be great. It l- it looks real dumb. He's proven he can do action. It looks so real dumb. At least let him focus on that. It'll be awkward. Right. Fury Road Two. Now, Greg Silverman also uh, said that 
well, he he hurry up and jump back and said, "Well, we looked at everybody when we were looking at female director, or when we were looking at directors. We didn't just choose a female for Wonder Woman." And blah blah Although blah. It would be smart. Yeah, he said uh, Michelle was uh, after Patty left. Michelle was the one that was the next choice, so she does great, uh, amazing work with female director. Uh, sorry, female characters such as in Monster. So he's kind of straddling just, I, both sides of the I, fence there. I, I just wouldn't mind him actually. You know, coming out right with it and just just go ahead and put a pin in that and say exactly what he's doing. I'm a guy. I have no idea how females work. So I asked her to do it. That sounds entirely fair. Well, the way you write a good female character is you just write a good character. End that's, of story. That's my, that's my guess. I, I don't know. I, I still One feel like think. if I'm going to take a swing at it and spend about $50 million, I'd rather have a, you know, I'd rather have her at the helm. Right. <laughs> Now this is this is interesting because you've actually brought this up on the show. Um, they they said to him, uh, "You've ruffled some feathers hiring competing writers to work on some projects at the same time, such as with Wonder Woman. What's the strategy?" Mm-hmm. He says, "Every project is different. On some projects, we have multiple writers working together. In some cases, we put writers together who have never been a team together. And sometimes there's only one writer whose voice is right." In the case of Wonder Woman, the right approach was to ha- have writers pitching different scenes within the framework we created. That I sounds mean, that's like that's a fancy way bullshit. of saying. Yeah, that's a really fancy way of saying we didn't know who was going to do it, so we threw a stake into a room with five starving people. <laughs> Let him go. All right, now over to Batman v Superman. There are some rumors from a usually usually correct superhero scoop bringer um umberto gonzalez who goes by el mayabi mayambi that batman will be using a kryptonite spear against superman and that we already caught a glimpse of it in the b uh batman v superman trailer yeah i i don't know i i, I didn't see anything green but i haven't gone through and you know frame by framed it I was kind of hoping someone right. else would There's, post the finished picture for me. Yeah, someone did po- post the the picture, and um, it, it's the scene where he's standing, and there's the columns, and the question mark is on the column. He's holding a thing. It, I, it's inconclusive to me. Man's response to I, uh, to, to meeting a demigod, throw a spear at it. Well, if it's a kryptonite-laced <laughs> spear. I mean, at least we're getting fancy now. It's, it's better than our Spartan ancestors. His response would have been the same. It would just would have been copper, which they were very proud of at the time. Right. On to the television side, we'll start off with Arrow. Alexi Alexander, director of Punisher Warzone, has confirmed that she'll be directing an early episode of Arrow in August. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I haven't seen Punisher Warzone. I haven't Neither seen I. anything she's directed. Based Not on the trailer me. for Punisher Warzone, though, it does look like Arrow is in her wheelhouse. I mean, it's dark, gritty, violent. Good. Um, Good. Yeah, have Queen kill a couple people yeah. again. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? It would. We'll I'd like him to come back all happy and just killing, killing wantonly. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> not much for the character, but still, never more content um, than he's than he's been. But now they they have confirmed Damian Dark as the big bad for season four, and uh, and finally. Hive is going to be around. And David Ramsey, the actor who plays John Diggle, um, ha- is saying, from my understanding. Hive is going to be a big part of next season's Big Baddie. We're going to delve right into why Hive hired Deadshot to kill Andy and what Hive is all about to begin with. There will be a lot of Diggle's connection to Hive next season, so stay tuned. In addition to that... That thread needed pulling. In addition to that, when when asked about Damien Dark and Hive, Stephen Amell hinted 
by only saying the words Coast City. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, uh, Steven, <laughs> you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mark bastard. Guggenheim announced that Wendy Miracle, one of the one of the Arrow's executive producers, will be stepping up as a co-showrunner. So I'm guessing they're having a little trouble uh, stretching themselves, which is to well, be expected. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, come on, guys, you got that's a lot on your plate. You're, you're busy. I get it. Do what you do. <laughs> Moving over to the Flash. <laughs> Producer Andrew Kreisberg announced at WonderCon that we'll be getting Mirror Master in Season 2, as well as Dr. <sighs> Alchemy. Yay! He also says we've got one thing that hopefully people will lose their minds over. He's not saying what that is. Obviously. <laughs> now you're pitching it pretty hard. Ted right? Court, Ted Court, Ted Court, Ted Court, Ted Court. Now, Victor Garber, the guy that plays Dr. Martin Stein, says that he and Robbie Amell's Ronnie Raymond will both appear in the season two premiere of The Flash, but after that, quote, we'll see what happens. Garber also assures us that upcoming episodes of The Flash and Arrow will explain how Dr. Stein will be on DC's Legends of Tomorrow while Ronnie Raymond stays on The Flash, since the two men operate as a unit to create Firestorm. By the way, they did say, they did announce that DC's Legends of Tomorrow begins in 2016 as part of CW's mid-season lineup. Fifteen episodes have been ordered. So fifteen and mid-season? Mm-hmm. All right, which mid-season are talking about, like early January? Yeah. Okay, well, that's a, it's another good reason to get through this year. <laughs> you right, without hope, look on L.O.T. waits for you. We are going to finish up news with a little animation. Justice League Gods and Monsters Chronicles. Machinima, Blue Ribbon Content, and DC Entertainment has released a new trailer for Justice League Gods and Monsters Chronicles Season 1. It's a three-episode series from Bruce Timm and Alan Burnett. It's a digital series that will begin June 8th in anticipation for Justice League Gods and Monsters, an original animated film that will be released by Warner Brothers Home Entertainment on July 28th. Gods and Monsters Chronicles turns the DC Universe a little wonky. It's an alternate world where uh, Superman is the son of General Zod, Wonder Woman is not from Themyscira, but the warring nation of Ares, and Batman is kind of a vampire bat. And he's not Bruce Wayne. It really looks pretty damn cool. Well, I mean, it's just, it's a world where everyone is a dick. Or the biggest dick version of themselves <laughs> possible, I guess. And who who is to save us in this wacky world? I, 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 I thought that's what the, they were the already doing is. with the cinematic universe. Right. <laughs> it's, it's Meta. That is our savior. <laughs> Deal with it. By the way, Machinima has already announced a second season of Justice League Gods and Monsters Chronicles. So... Apparently they're having some fun with this. Well, good. Maybe it's got some play. It's I mean, Bruce I've seen Tim it and Alan Burnett play every now and then. It's Bruce Tim and Alan Burnett. I'm just gonna go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt. No, yeah, no. They they get as much rope as they want. I'll go to Home Depot and pick up whole whole reams of it. I don't know what rope comes in. Maybe reams. Whatever rope comes in, I'll get several of them. They can have it. Fair enough. I can I can be okay. That's it for the that news. Knowledge. Well, hey, one thing we've never mentioned, by the way. <laughs> what? Uh, what have we never mentioned? Vixen. Jason. We've never mentioned Vixen. I just want to throw it out there, just in case anyone gave two dams. Um, well, if they she, bring she, it up and they tell us when it'll play, we will mention it. <laughs> I, but they won't. All we know about it is they that mentioned it, it was may a thing. be connected to the universe of the, the rest of the Arrow and Flash, and then it may no. be a thing that finishes. It's animated, well, The last I, I heard, heard, yeah. 
the last I heard is that it was an animated web series that it will introduce supernatural elements into the Arrow Flash universe and that those themes will continue into the main Arrow and Flash show. But, I, I mean, they haven't said when it's airing. I've, I actively looked into it like a week ago. Yeah, I couldn't find much more than a shout-out here and there. Yeah, so... Uh, one which what would be like cool. a promotional drawing. I mean, there is a rumor going around, even though it's a very, very sketchy rumor that they're going to somehow figure out a way to bring Constantine into Arrow and just have him kind of show up every once in a while as a means of continuing that that series. That'd make me happy. We have but, we haven't really discussed Constantine in any in any form, and I'm sad about that. I enjoyed the crap out of that show. I haven't even. Last... I, I watched two episodes and stopped. I know. If it gets picked it, up or it looks like it's going to actually continue in some form, I'll I'll watch it. I don't blame you. It was a lot of fun, though. It really was. I don't know who that British fella is. He did a fine job, though. All right. Should we get into the, the, the recap of Arrow Season 1, then? Ah, uh, sure. Or as I'll call it, the plunge into darkness. <laughs> now, uh, whatever, whenever it was, a couple of years ago... Um, it wasn't quite that long ago that Jason and I started watching Arrow because we had high hopes that this would be a part of the cinematic universe. And, you know, if they actually do Crisis, it might be at some point, but it's not at My this hope point. remains in spite of itself. Right. Um, but when we, when we, what was the deal we made when we started watching that show, Jason? Well, all right, the, the details are a bit sketchy. But it was very roughly this. It had been on, Arrow had been on CW, and I heard amazing things. But I, I just never could, because we tried to watch those first ten minutes, and there was it was way too, uh, it was too much. It was way too much. And we, Yes, we both we independently heard, tried to watch those first ten. Well, we had both separately like tried to sit down and actually view it, and just couldn't do it. I don't know, mm-hmm. it, something, something, I wasn't ready, I don't know what it was I had to adjust, but I was not adjusting quickly enough. So it was we, the we show don't tell aspect. It was nothing but voiceover for like the first ten twenty minutes of that show it was just nothing it but really voiceover, was. just very blatantly obvious voiceover. Well, I mean, voiceover was bad obvious anyway, but it was it, yeah, it was. Um, well, anyway, we we kept. I, I like, say that I say obvious because he's we see what he's doing. He's like getting up off of his bed and walking to the window, and he's like, "I get off the bed and walk to the window." It was that bad. Yeah, we yeah just, it, it why? seemed like it was, I don't know, it seemed like it was going to be a joke, and then it wasn't. It was amazing. But here's, here's the deal, though. We, we, we sat down and we said, okay, the rest, of the, the rest of the world, you know, meaning a couple of million whole people, seemed to care, <laughs> seemed to think this is a great show. What are we missing? Because mm-hmm. I think at that point, season one had completely aired, and they were talking about going into season two. Yeah. So we didn't start watching week to week until, until season two. We binged the crap out of season one. But we made a deal yeah. where we'd sit down and watch the first... I say it was the first four. You say it was the first five. Is that right? Is that where our disagreement is? Yeah. Yeah. That but is our disagreement. Either, we sat down to watch a finite number of episodes. And the deal was that if either one of us thought that we should click on the next one, then we would. And the other one had to sit there and try it. Right. To the show's credit, by the end of the first episode, we unanimously voted to click next. Didn't even have to think about it. By the end of the right. second episode, we'd forgotten the experiment exhibit, existed. We got up to get more cereal, and we <laughs> sat back down. Right. I'd it forgotten was, about the cereal. 
Yeah, there was, there was plenty of cereal. <laughs> plenty of cereal. Um, we, we, by that point, we were, we were there. We, I, I don't know, if, I forget how many we watched that night, probably. We just kind of sat there and, and chewed through about seven or eight of those things and then uh, chewed through the rest of the season very shortly after. I, I do remember the number. We watched six. Was it six? We watched six episodes in one night and then decided to go to bed and both of us retired to our <laughs> our stable positions of, of you in your bedroom and me in the writer's room uh-huh. and mm-hmm. continued watching alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was more the like, I want to watch more, but I have to lie down now. That was pretty much what I was thinking at that point. Yeah. It was... Um... And I, I think... I think I wound up watching like seven or eight in that one night, all told. It I was, mean, it was good. And before, you know, before we get into season two, which is just going to be, I mean, I don't even want to talk about it. I, I barely even want to talk about it. I'm, I'm hoping this conversation is actually cathartic in some way. Maybe I'll learn something about myself at least. But <laughs> season one, dude, it moved. It was like episode three or four. He gets, a, he gets arrested for being, you know, the hood. Right. And, uh, and, as, as, as I stated to you, hood. I, I told you this w- way back then. When he gets arrested for being the hood, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is basically where Smallville was in like season seven. Right. Like with how fast they were moving. I don't know if you remember right. this, but like the first episode, the first time we, we saw Tommy Merlin, we both looked at each other and I said, either that cat's going to be a bad guy or he's going to die at the end of this season. And I voted die at the end, and we turned back to watch. <laughs> and we were right. Because I, I remember kind of happened. My sideways and looking at him and trying to think if I could, I could see him in a mask of some kind. No, no, he gonna die. <laughs> he's he's an innocent <laughs> face. He shall perish. Oh my gosh, man! Season one, it did move. It moved, but it moved. It moved in a way that other shows need to learn from. It did, but at the same time, it kind of sucked. <laughs> well, <laughs> there was some of that. I, I was, I was still. By the time I finished season one, I, I, I knew there were some parts I didn't like. Um, several mm-hmm. of them we've talked about, um, or at least mentioned, because they're just uh, harassingly bad. But like those lisps, those damnable lisps. The lisps. Yes. Like, it, Thea, Mora, 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 whatever her name is. Moira. She's dead now, thank goodness. But she, <laughs> they are, they are cloying. I, I, I couldn't watch those characters. Like, just watching their emotional development must be the feeling of trying to get to a cup of water across a room in a desert and being dragged down by a thousand devils. I, I don't understand how people thought that they were going to play. I couldn't now, do it. season... Season one was interesting in that I felt like the island was actually the island flashbacks were more interesting than the primary storyline in the in the first season. Easily, easily, I was much more interested in what in what uh, Slade and and Shadow were up to with with Oliver. Yeah. Now, now, all right. Interesting, interesting aside here. Should should we bother doing season one and then season two, or just go? You know what? We can just go. We can just go. But let's give season one its due. Um, we is have there, Thea. There are contrasts who, I want to draw between the two that I, I don't know how to. Yeah. Sure, we can just go for it, man. Just do it. Just do whatever you want to. Well, all right, sure. Um, we'll, we'll just create our own little playland here. Because look, the flashbacks part—that was that was where it was at. 
I I kept watching each mm-hmm. episode because I had to know how he got on that island and how he got off. And I, that was I, that was one of the more intriguing parts of the entire show. He was there now, and he was you know there was some stuff to clean up, and Thea had a drug problem, mm-hmm. and uh, his mom was presumably up to something. And I mean, God, she had him kidnapped on like the first episode. But did he I mean, have a drug have, problem? Oliver? Yeah. No, Thea did. Oh, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. I thought you said he had a drug problem, and I was no. like, what? No, he. Yeah. By the way, up. Thea's drug problem ended really quickly. Right. <laughs> it went away. Like, she went through enough. Uh, she went through enough that, like, I don't know. It, it seemed to be just a transient little stage in her life, and she moved on. Fine, but uh, watching her go through her little drug thing, which as it was, yeah, they, they made good use of it at least for, for Vertigo, which uh, that guy was. That guy was kind of fun. The guy Way was kind of time. awful, but. He was, he was way, way over, over the top. top. But he was kind of. I enjoyed awful. watching it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed know. watching it too because I was certain that he was just doing Hamill from he Batman. Was. He admitted as much. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he did. But he did. Watching and him, I was, though, is, I was it's pleased. Got to be like watching a clown car hit the back of a semi truck. Yeah, and, and as we've seen away. Hamill doing, as we've seen Hamill basically doing the Joker on the Flash, now we can just say like, oh, he was doing Hamill poorly. Hmm. <laughs> That's, that's but his that heart was. was in the right place, so I give it to him. I give it to that's him. That's pretty much his it. Heart was that's pretty much it. In the in the right he, place. He came from the right place, so he's he's got he's got street cred there. What was sad about season one and and season two about Arrow is looking back on it, I don't remember a lot of the weekly villains. Like I no. was I was l- looking over some some recaps and stuff, and just I remembered Bronze Tiger. And I remember yeah, yeah. China White, China White, China Way, or or whatever, however they're saying it, in the Wayback um, Machine, yeah, the Royal Flush Gang, and that was fun. That actually was good. I actually yeah. enjoyed that episode. You know, you know who who was they? They should have done a lot more with was Clock King. Oh God, yeah, he has been so much fun. Yeah, I mean they they just kind of didn't they didn't do a lot with him. Nah, Gotham's got him now, so it's over. Do they? Gotham? Well, I mean, Gotham also has Dollmaker. Well, yeah. That didn't seem to... Kind of. No one seemed to care there. <laughs> Including me. And they're both sharing Victor's ass, so whatever. Well, the actor. Yeah, that bothers me even more than sharing the characters for some reason. I, I don't know why. Speaking <laughs> of, of uh, weird acting choices, or actor mm-hmm. choices, mm-hmm. Um, recasting Sarah was so weird. I know. It was just I so wanted- weird. Before we started this, I wanted to set a timer to see if you got to that under 20 minutes. I would have lost, but... You would have lost. But only... Uh, only from the news. Whoa, whoa. Only from the news. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll get to it in a second uh, in more depth, but... Um, oh, one of the great... D- deep away. One of the great travesties... I want to get to this first. One of the great travesties is that you freaking have uh, Alex Kingston playing Black Canary's mother... And mm-hmm. you have you have done nothing with it. Shit all, yeah. You have River Song, for God's sake, as Black Canary's mother. Why is she not Black Canary proper from Justice Society? Why is it she out there kicking ass with Team Arrow against I, her I would, ex-husband's wishes? I'd like to what, think there's a casting I, thing there, because otherwise that, that is unforgivable. Absolutely unforgivable. 
I mean, if it's one of these things where they're like, oh, well, Alex Kingston has always said that she'd be on tap whenever, but we just haven't found a way to make that. No, screw you. Mm-hmm. You're, you, ah, ah. you have, you failed this podcast. <laughs> Come on, let's get River Song and some fishnets. Let's do this. Seriously. Let's do this proper. Bring it on out there. I know she can kick ass. I know she can. Well, yeah. So the addition of Sarah Lance used her. She could have been anybody. Yeah, I know. And hopefully that hopefully she'll come back and do something actually worth a damn. But I'm not seeing much hope for that in the future. Uh, No, no, and no chemistry between her and Lance whatsoever. Nothing. At no point have I been like, oh yeah, those were clearly star-crossed lovers at some point. No. Well, it makes more sense when it makes more sense when you you imagine just pretend that he has his real english accent instead of that sputtering wreck of lisps right no they make sense as a divorced couple that's about it they do like someone um, who got married on a bet and had to give up three years later and pay their friend sarah lance is not a character that even exists in the comic books and i'm hard pressed to find a viable reason for her to be a character here now, I know that TV shows, I, I understand. I'm not crying because the comic book is different than the show or whatever. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it, is what I'm saying. Like, Why do we need Oliver to cheat on his girlfriend with with her little sister? I mean, it, why? it did round out the picture of just, just how big a piece of shit he was before he got on that boat. I didn't need but... it to be that rounded. No. <laughs> I wasn't questioning it before. I, I wasn't sitting there on the sidelines going, hey, he seems like a good kid. What's your problem? No. None of that was right. happening. I was like, oh, yeah. What an entitled dick. That It was that just was what it we seemed assumed. like a way. Like, that's, that's the thing. They were like, oh, well, we've got to have a way for Captain Lance to hate Oliver Queen. We've got to have a way for Laurel to be mad at Oliver. Okay, look. He could have slept with any model. He could have slept with her best friend. It could have been pretty much anybody. It could have been someone she didn't even know. And the fact mm-hmm. that they reported her among the missing, and then Laurel was like, "Oh, you piece of shit." We've got. They could have done good. any number of those kinds of things, and right. we don't. And the showrunners are like, "Oh, we needed someone to be Black Canary before." No, I know they didn't think that far ahead. First of all, because uh-uh. they said they didn't. No. And two, again, here's Alex Kingston over here not being Black Canary. <laughs> that just criminal. There in was your path. Way. There was your path to to Laurel being the Black Canary. It, oh, oh my god! I don't know. Uh, maybe they just tried to out clever themselves, which is an exercise that anyone is, can win with everyone around them losing. And I don't know so if they, they were it. trying to out clever themselves or if they were trying to out CW themselves. Like, well, we've got to have a love triangle, blah, 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 blah. No, you don't. Well, we were going to have that girl on the boat with her and, you know, with him. And then, you know, well, she was going to die and Laurel will trade. And somebody goes, what if it was her sister? <gasps> Give that man a raise. And by the no, way, that, the first the chick, I don't, the chick that played Sarah Lance in season one. For all of 25 <laughs> I, seconds. Right. Like I don't know her acting abilities. I, I know they, they cast Katie Lotts. Because she actually knows how to do these stunts and and whatnot, and the martial arts. And, but surely there could have been some. There surely there was someone who knew how to do those stunts who wasn't so stumpy and just plain weird looking. She yeah yeah. Who didn't? She, she's make a pucker fish not, face. At, that's that's every the part that gives me. Every time I see her, I I 
I think she's going to like wander to the other side of her aquarium and look for germs there. <laughs> I know we're I know we're terrible people. I've accepted that. But how am I not supposed to think of a puckerfish? I know, and you know I'm not I'm not looking forward to her return. Not only because I want death to mean something, but just because that's the I, biggest I just, reason. I, it's not only because of that, I, though. I, I just I actively dislike Katie Lots. I don't like I don't like uh, Katie Cassidy either. Just no, ban all just, Katies. Right. Go away. Have we learned nothing from our previous adventures? <laughs> and somewhere they're just stubbornly doubling down. No, no. You will not hate this woman. We're going to make this work. The hell you are. Speaking of uh, Katie Cassidy, there's an argument to be made that the right is not the writer's fault, that it's her fault, that she can't act her way out of a paper freaking bag. No. And no, not if you, not if you think... lined it with olive oil before she got through. It would, it, no, in no case. If, if her role it, was as like... Katie Cassidy being confused and you handed her that script, she would still fail the fucking audition. Probably. She, some of her choices are just so bizarre. Just her the way she looks and reacts to things it doesn't seem human it no no the the best example was uh when <laughs> the actual reveal of uh of oliver's identity by slade there at season right. two ending yeah where, where yeah I, I i don't know what i don't know what that call was she just she just drops her jaw and looks back and forth like she's watching a freaking ping pong tournament right she does, and if they had what literally cho- what kind said, of was that? if they had literally said, "Katie, okay, here's what we're gonna do. You are going to, you are going to sit there and stare at a wall. That right. would have been a take, better shot. Take a permanent marker that would have been and a better draw a little take. circle on the wall, and and that's that's her that's her motivation. That circle. I would have been happier in post <laughs> if they'd just taken one frame when she had her just you know slack jaw look. Just take that one frame mm-hmm. and rinse and repeat. Don't even show me the rest. Mm-hmm. It'll look weird. It'll look like one of those bad '80s endings that. Where everyone jumps up in the air and does freeze frame, but I'll take it. I'll take it over what I saw because I would have thought that was weird. And then if you'd pulled me into a side room and said, "This is the footage we actually had," I would have hugged you for your great choices and walked out happy with you. Mm-hmm. Now back to season one, the Tommy and Laurel storyline. It was it was gut wrenching in how Woeful. predictable it was, and mm-hmm. how truly CW it was. Mm-hmm. Everything Hi, from viewers. from. Here's a thing that obviously won't work out. Meet Tommy, yeah, exactly. the square and peg. Meet Laurel, the circular hole. <laughs> and poor Tommy walks just for taste. Like, this uh, this guy is supposed to be Oliver's best friend, but I'll be damned if I ever saw any actual chemistry between the two of them. Yeah, What's but to be fair, is... like Stephen Amell's entire catalog of acting choices was just like a levels of dour. That's all he displayed. They just, he oh, walked yeah. on set on any given day and got it, you know, took the three hours it probably takes to get him into all those scars and then walked out there and the director just told him, we're going to go with level eight dour today. Yes, sir. And he moved on and he got excited on the days <laughs> where he walked in and said, we're doing level 10. Ooh, the strong silent look. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I just, I keep thinking of, um... The scene where Tommy like goes to tell Laurel how he feels, and he like looks up, and she's like making out with Oliver in the window. Like, how, ask yourself, how often does that really happen in real life, where you're just walking down the street and you look up at a random window, and someone's just half naked and getting down? And now, you know, I, I've only been to Bourbon take Street that a little a few further, times, but not even there. 
take take that just that equation just a little bit further and how often does it happen with someone you know it was important for the scene i guess for tommy to like hang his head and be like oh shucks right right <laughs> it was it was all shucks that's what it was oh oh god no i mean the believability of it um aside because i'm willing to i'm willing to take that as a trope if you if you earn it but uh you you didn't earn it. I mean, it's no. You know what's unbelievable to me? It'd be different if Stephen we didn't Amell, know that they were going to work out, but they didn't. Right. With the speaking of believability, what's unbelievable though is that Oliver Queen would ever want to be with someone like Laurel. She's awful. She's an awful character, an awful person, just yeah. the whiniest, snivelingest, weird Egyptian eye, foot-shaped face-looking thing. I, I mean, I just yeah. don't get it. Her head looks like a foot. It's true. It looks like a foot. It's true. (laughs) That chin with its leveling degrees of of being, well, I don't know. Here's the thing. Big thing I want to know, by the way, is between season one and season two, and then again between season three and three and three, um, did she in fact have chin surgery? I believe she had to have. I mean, you look at some of that, look at some of the stills from season one. I don't know how to compare those things. I just, and I don't know if it's in my head. But it looks like season two has distinctly more chin. Like, what's that guy's name? Well, Sam Axoff. They, they, Bruce something. He would be jealous. They they pretty they pretty ardently reshaped the character with her wardrobe between seasons one and two. Like season mm-hmm. one, like she's always kind of got like a semi professional look. She's got like the the like tennis shoes or something on. Season two, she's always in like pumps. She's always got like some kind of a you know, uh, ballroom type dress on. She's always, she's always, she always oh. looks like she's about to go to a fancy party, no matter what she's doing. Yeah, but doing. she was always about to go to a fancy party. She took on a, a high profile job during season two. Like during I know, season one, but... she's basically doing nonprofit work and the, you know, she actually fits her dress code. I'll give her that. Oh, sure. And that's sure, all. Sure. And I agree and that, that ma'am they did all. put her in situations. And, yeah. I do agree that they put her in situations where it would make sense for her to be dressed up. Mm-hmm. The problem with it is those those heels make her look taller. So not only are we seeing suddenly a very tall Laurel, mm-hmm. it's just exacerbating the, the problem of suddenly her five foot chin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because she has clearly had some nip and nip and tuck work done. I mean, she has had something done. Like she suddenly doesn't have the bags under her eyes. Like I've, I thought I was crazy for a minute when I started watching season two and I had to go back and season one, was so fresh in my mind that there was no way I wasn't going to put that together. Just the first time I see her, yeah. I'm like, oh, God, what is season that? Season one, is that Laurel? was about to air. Yeah. So I see her, and I'm like, oh, God, is that Laurel? Are you serious? What is happening? What's happened to her face? Pop back over. Yep, she's got, like, three less inches of chin. Mm-hmm. She's got bags under her eyes. Oh, God, she's a Barbie now. Mm-hmm. It was really creepy. With like a, the Botox a crippling addiction off. problem that we're, that consists of one and a half glasses of wine and half a Benadryl. <laughs> that was the, the crippling story arc she had all season. I, I All of season two. All of season two. Just shaking. I, People are trying to gun her down and she's staring at a bottle and shaking. Oh, I, so bad. That's not... Uh, you know, there's no such thing as an expert on addiction, and I wouldn't claim to be one, but I'll tell you this. That's not what freaking addiction looks like. That's what an idiot looks like when they're not going to survive a firefight under normal circumstances. If you're right. under fire and you're not thinking about throwing that freaking bottle at them, this life wasn't meant for you. Right. Unless, you know, 
she's that kind of badass character who's gonna you know pop the top of the off the bottle take a couple of swigs grab a gun and start firing no if you go all john wayne on it i've got you if you pull even a you know right end of end of uh end of shawn of the dead (laughs) pop the call you know have a couple swigs make a molotov cocktail and throw it yeah buddy no that's not what happened i'd be down with that that's not what happened all right i guess we'll go from uh and then makes one of the unsteadiest shots with an arrow I've ever actually seen. By the way, didn't they not, did they not screen test her to see if she was action ready before they cast her as freaking Laurel Lance? Well, see, that's did the they, thing. That's one of the no things that I wanted to talk about. Did pull her out into a gym and just, just put a camera on her for half a second? In Early in season one, there was an episode where she was accosted by like five or six dudes and she fends them off. Like she oh, kind of yeah. beats their asses. actually did it. And they're like, holy shit, how did you learn to do? Where did you learn that? And she was like... I took the fence classes and blah, blah, blah. Cool. So just a little hint of the canary. And then they didn't do anything with that. And apparently they, they still haven't figured out how to do that because even in new episodes, she even as black canary proper, she's, she looks like she's just flailing. She's awkward. It's like, it's weird. It's weird. Anything that we ever actually have to see their face. Well, you, you have to have, you have to have certain qualifications. You have to look good doing action to be able to do a role like that. Not many people do it. There's a I mean, sure. It it's not something normal people can do. I sure as hell couldn't do it. It, it would. No, no. She's completely. Uh, can't even can't even continue the sentence. It's so bad. Speaking of bad, what other aspect of this terrible show should we talk about? This terrible show that we love and cannot <laughs> stop watching. Damn you, season myself. four, day one. I'll be there. Yep, I will too. Let's talk about um, Roy Harper. Abercrombie. Abercrombie. And they thought they were being cute, hanging that lantern. It was like, oh man, the fans are going to tear him apart because he looks like such a douchebag. Oh, I know. We'll introduce a completely useless character who calls him Abercrombie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which, by the way, Sin, one of the worst characters ever <laughs> put on screen. I- you know what? Here's Sin is useless. Sin shows up so rarely, and she's juxtaposed to such poor character choices on most of these occasions that I actually remember her fondly most of the time. I know everything around her sucks just... so heartily that I can't even get to, I, I can't even get around to hating her. I don't have room in my my hate things memory bank to fill it up with how much I hate Sin. As far as I'm concerned, she's fine. Like, Sin is not Sin is so bad that she is not even an archetype. Sin is a meme. She's a vague <laughs> concept. She's not a person. There's no version of her that's a person. She she says awful, I, stupid she's not things. Even the part I'm and she doesn't on. even like. I, I've ne- I haven't been again. There's been just so much more that needed that needed real focus. I haven't even gotten around to her. She's fine. She's she's a little girl who's trying to do Paul Blackthorne's Quentin Lance, who was trying to do Harvey Bullet. She's like, Yo, Abercrombie, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Go away. I hate you so much. She's she, actually a lot more laid back than that in my memory. I don't know. She's uh, We need to move on from Sin. She's, well, I just discussed how forgettable she is, <laughs> which is working and, in and her that favor. Is her so sin. I'm going to go back. I'm going to let her crawl back into the recesses of my mind and be forgotten again. She will not be the first yeah, against right. the wall when the revolution comes. I'll give her that. <laughs> because we've forgotten her. Because I've forgotten to hate her, yeah. So, the the whole Roy Harper... The only thing that was ever interesting about Roy Harper in seasons one and two... the fact that he's Roy Harper? Is the fact that he is Roy Harper. 
That is it. That is it. And the fact that he <laughs> he wants to help the arrow. That's it. Season one, he's just another he just... in the string of terrible choices that Thea makes. Which bring me one example of a good choice that Thea made during the course of her run on the show. Because I ain't got one. Well, she, she just crash does her car. whatever some dude tells her to do. Whatever the dude is, whatever his name is, and he's always lying to protect her. So help me. God, if I hear that sentence in my real life, I may go to jail. That may be the day yeah. I go to jail. I was lying to protect yeah. you, and all of this anger from Arrow is going to come up in me. I'm going to actually defile someone's face. It's, it's funny. Thea is also a character who's not technically in the comics. Ollie doesn't have a sister, as far as I know. She is based loosely on a character from the comics. Yeah. But, um, my God, what a, what a, what a terrible now, character. I, the One of the things I liked about him, uh, about her... All right, this is the only good thing about her drug addiction and in season one, I guess. It did give you the chance to do that quick little nod to, you know, Speedy's heroin problem back in the comics. Kind of. Mission statement over, though. Like, that. that's that's it. And it, it's not even within See, the context of the show. It's a made a joke for me, which is, it's a, it's a cute nod, but eh, eh, eh. Okay. See, what would have been cool is if they didn't have Thea Queen. I said I'm done. <laughs> I, that's the entire proposal. No, I mean, what what would have been cool is if Oliver comes back, starts up his club, hires a young street tough, needs a mm-hmm. job, and he's always just he's always he's like radar for Mash. He's just always kind of got it. He's all, he bring in. Oliver starts calling him Speedy because he thinks it's cute. And we're done here. Kid has a secret obsession with the arrow. Finds out that Oliver's the arrow, or even. Even looked for the job because he realized that Oliver was the arrow. The arrow shows right, up right. at the same time Oliver Queen. That's not a coincidence. Give him a little credit. Move mm-hmm. on with our and, name. And, you know, with, with, with that whole version, Diggle can stay. See, they give and they take. They gave us some shitty character like Thea and right. Sarah, or they mm-hmm. took from us. However this works. Anyway, bad side, <laughs> Thea, Sarah. Good side, we got Diggle. Diggle is amazing. Diggle, Diggle is... Especially... Diggle's worked es- out. Well, season one... Uh, let me let me put it this way. D- season one, intense. Diggle was amazing. Like I lo- I love the chemistry between him and Oliver. Like I-, I love that Oliver kept getting away from him. A- everything about it. Season two, Diggle is relegated to basically saying, "Copy that." Yeah. That's pretty much his entire line of dialogue in season two. Well, he gets Copy to run that. out and he gets to run out and do some Suicide Squad stuff in season two. Isn't that isn't that where that showed up? He does, and yeah, yeah, and he does, he does get do that. He's and got that's, the whole that's lot and thing. thing. You know that episode where he runs he, off and uh, and and yeah. finds Deadshot in that Russian prison was uh, that was that was damn good TV right there. Because I think for a minute, like I think they gave him those episodes in season two because David Ramsey probably went to him and said, "Look, I just I just looked over the last few scripts and all I've said is copy that." I feel like Nichelle Nichols on on friggin' Star Trek here, hailing frequencies open, <laughs> Captain. You're gonna have to give me something to do. Can we give me some dialogue that doesn't involve the copy paste feature of Microsoft Word, please? Because by season two, you've got you you have Roy running around helping Ollie. You have uh, Sarah running around helping ollie diggle's kind of just there he was He's running just kinda around kind of help well ollie wanted him to stay at home with his kid which seems stupid because diggle's clearly like the best fighter you've got on your crew i, I get i get the bromance part and, you know yeah you know, your that family first and everything but eh. 
Come on. That wasn't season two. That was season three. Was that season three? You didn't even have a I kid. I thought they were already doing that in season two. Yeah. And what's mm. more, uh, yeah, we, we, we started out season <laughs> one. Diggle has the. Bitch about in season three. Yeah. Stay tuned next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like season one, we have the, the, you know, the cute little thing where he's kind of talking to his brother's widow and we actually have some fine little character points for diggle and we we see a bit of his his character and who he is and season two he's just copy that copy that copy that and oh me and lila are gonna go on a suicide squad mission yay highlight for diggle and then next week copy that yeah it was odd it was odd, and they didn't replace him with anyone more interesting either. Like, uh, at they no point was not. was Sarah Lance more interesting than Diggle. At no point was Roy Harper more interesting than Diggle. All he did was all Roy ever did was pine for Thea. Which, by the way, Roy is basically the male version of Thea. All he every decision he makes is predicated upon what Oliver wants him to do or what Thea wants him to do. Right. Or you know, he even has, in the he case has, of it being what Oliver doesn't want him to do and him doing it anyway. But yes, yeah, everything but for is predicated. Reasons. Now here's my favorite part though, is uh Roy as a character seemed to have sensed this this whole <laughs> he seemed to have sensed his own inanity. So by the end of season three here, he's basically <laughs> insisted on writing himself off the show. I'm good with that. Like, Thea goes back and tries to grab him, and he just moves on to the next town. Nope. I won't be associated yeah. anymore. Yeah. I'm, and if he comes I'm back... i to find a, uh, oh, a mis- man. misguided Batman throwaway somewhere. My fingers were crossed how when I, I said wish. that. Yeah, how, how I wish we could get Red Hood and the Outlaws as an actual show. I know. A man can dream. I know. We'll All do right, a, so... a strange animated series. <laughs> I'll take a webisode. Hell, I'll take a comic. Well, they have I'll even actually episode. read it. They have a comic called Red Hood and the Outlaws. You should go check it out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I already have the actual one. Just throw me like a Arrow Season three point five colon. Yeah. Arsenal and Arsenal finds the the Red Hood or whatever or the Outlaws. Whatever, dude. Yeah, it's a comic. You can do whatever you want in there. Now, Susanna Thompson as Moira Queen, one of. The, this is this is the type of character that I have grown to absolutely loathe in any type of show. I I don't. These are this no, is there's no medium in which I, I'm happy about it. This is daytime soap stuff. Like everything yep. she says is a lie. Yep. She's 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 caught up in. She is the personification of I was lying to protect you. Preach it. I, I got nothing this woman for it. I mean, was, I I hated uh, I hated it for the characters, you know, and watching their their mom die and everything. That that, that should be a tearjerker. It was not. I breathed. I laughed relief. when Slade killed her. I laughed out of pure joy and excitement <laughs> that we might not have to deal with Moira Queen and her odd mole anymore. I this is the I was this just, is the Stefano Romero she type. Is, she is the from Days of Our Lives. Of, like, I lied to protect geez. you. Like she was the one in that family who who carried that tradition on. From I guess well Oliver's dad was pretty bad at that too. Everyone had a damn mm-hmm. secret, which is normally a lot of fun to explore in a show. Somehow they ruined that. Mm-hmm. They did. I hear people love House of Cards. How is it going so well there? Yeah. And over here, I just want everyone to, like, stop, get really drunk, sit down at a table, and explain what they've been feeling to each other. I'll watch an entire episode of everyone just sitting there taking shots and telling everyone their secrets. Now, let 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 me just say this. John Barrowman, the guy that plays Malcolm Merlin, I have watched him on Doctor Who and Torchwood. Mm -hmm. His character is pansexual. Mm -hmm. His character will sleep with pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. And even I cannot believe that John Barrowman would have sex with Moira Queen. Mostly that's pretty much how that works. That is a pretty man. 
and I'm just not understanding that. I'm just not feeling it. Just not feeling that. Did they actually it, it, say... It wasn't like that. Did, and, you know, they made it sound like a, a, a fling. Just a... a, a, a okay. Now, oh, was this a fling... Flings. Hold on. Was this a fling that happened while Malcolm Merlin's wife was still alive? I mean, it pretty much have to be, right? Yeah, yeah. His wife, whom he cared so deeply for that he went nuts and went off and joined the League of Assassins to avenge and her death? Came back to fill came back to kill 500 people, meaning to kill 5,000? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I yeah. think one of them uh, was comforting the other. So, I mean, they both lost their spouse. And I forget who was comforting oh. him. But well, wait. How does that work? Because Thea's like 20. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is, is that no, what happened? that makes sense, though. It must have been after he lost his wife, I guess. Because, I don't know. Screw it. Well, I, I didn't just, think I he left up. his wife. His wife got killed. I'm Uncle, so imagine a white flag and imagine me waving it. I don't I don't care. Which is, uh, is a problem with the writers. Uh, yeah, yeah. See any other I, way I, around it. Like, that doesn't make any I, sense. I choose to spend my life in better ways than chasing down that poor slot, like, plot line. I mean, it makes sense that... I mean, if his wife died, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and then Moira right. cheated, that would make perfect sense, because Moira was awful. And she, I think she did at some point say that, you know, uh, her husband was, was cheating too, and she was trying to get back at him or whatever, and was angry. So that would make sense. Just family full of cheaters, the, those queens. Family full of tears. <laughs> now, all right, so go, going back to, does Oliver have a kid out there somewhere? He does. He does. Connor Hawk. And they did they did mention it like a couple of times. Like they, they hinted at it. He doesn't know about it. But there was like a, a scene with a chick in a coffee shop talking about a guy she once knew or whatever and she's talking about a baby or something. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I and I know I know but um paid her off at some point. Wrote her a very substantial check to go away. Um is that Moira you're trying to say? Is... Yeah, the the forgotten okay. N word okay. that confuses both my mouth and mine. <laughs> I, somewhere though, now is Connor Hawk a real thing? I I don't know. Is that is that a person? Do I need to wiki that and see what happens? Connor Hawk is the second Green Arrow. He is Green. He is Oliver Queen's son. He okay. is a real thing. He was a Justice League member uh, during the Grant Morrison Howard Porter run in '97. Uh, he, Excellent. He is very much a real thing. Yes. Excellent. Of course, I don't want this show to go on so long that I actually see Connor Hawk, but still, right? Nice, he would be nice about eight years old, somewhere. I imagine. He would probably be about eight years old at this point in the show. Um, I'll take a flash forward. One oh, of the great. Way. <laughs> That's one of the fun parts. Oh, Felicity's so happy. Guess what? They come in a baby. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. It would. I could deal with more Felicity's so, mom. By the way, she. I find her amusing. I. I could. I could go without ever seeing Felicity's mother again. I just. It. I found her amusing. I know. I know. It's not I that the it's actress cheap, did a bad job. She was or at anything. least a little bit fun on a show like this. I'll take a little bit fun. Well, hopefully they'll have some more places to go that are fun that don't involve us, you know, making fun of an old lady in a in a short skirt. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I think there's ways uh, to go, but like, ah, don't give up the rich boyfriend for the other rich boyfriend. <laughs> Do you love him? Oh, it. it yeah, I at least found her a little bit endearing. She was she's an innocent. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, say, she was the she was the note of realism that told Felicity like there are two really attractive, extremely rich men fighting over you. What the hell is your problem? Mm-hmm. It, life is okay. And she's the president of a of a major corporation. I mean, yeah, she's just saying. her professional career has been in line the entire time. Aside from that little goth period where apparently she hacked the crap out of some things, but that was interesting too. Mm-hmm. 
She looked so weird in that goth stuff. It was. It just, I liked it. It it was it was amusing, but it just it did not look right on her. Like, <laughs> I I really wanted her to get into some fast casual wear and get get the blonde back and and I don't know. I don't know. She I don't know. I kind of like the goth thing. I liked the goth thing. It was, I thought she was cute. It was a fun aside, but and Felicity's one of those characters that I actually really like on the show. She's yeah. She has been annoying at times. I no, do. She's, I like her. She's one of the like people that I don't have genuine qualms with. They've they've developed her. She's kind of always made sense. Yeah, I mean they do a great job. Of, I mean she's easily easily the smartest person on that team. Oh yeah. No yeah. She's she's Fred Durkin. I just yeah. She's she's a good character. And as much as it doesn't make sense, like they, they it feels rushed and unearned the way they kind of threw them together. Um, nah. Her and Ollie. No, I, it it seemed the the reason it seemed rewarding is because they were doing all, they've all they've just been they've been slapping around more red herrings than a fish market, and that mm-hmm. that's what they've done to mm-hmm. us for the entire show. And mm-hmm. hey, in this case, we all knew it was coming. Just just go with yeah. it. Yeah, like we know they're going to end up together. So just go ahead and get them together, and let's let's do a story where they're together. And then if you give me an interesting reason for them to break up. Let's do that, mm-hmm. but don't give me don't give me stock explanations. Don't I mean? Mm-hmm. Come up with something new. Now, hey, season four, they're gonna have all kinds of crap that's apparently gonna be new, and they're gonna change the approach to a lot of these characters. And good for all that. We'll get there. Sebastian Blood. The only thing worse than Sebastian Blood was his alter ego, Brother Blood, who basically was auto tuned Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. Which little it, army he enslaved raises scarecrow like, sounds like something I I could put some legs on. That sounds that sounds like it could be genuinely frightening. <laughs> it, it, this yeah. was not. He put he puts on a mask that I swear he picked up at Party City. I think I've seen that thing before. Mm-hmm. And just it was go, bad. Like the 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 that character was interesting for the two seconds it took me to realize that his name wasn't Jason Blood, and then it was over. It was yeah. all downhill from there. <clears throat> By the way, you know who I miss is uh, the guy that, uh, I don't even remember his name. That's how sad that is. The um, <laughs> the guy that was uh, basically married to Moira. Oh, oh, the, the, dapper, uh, the dapper black guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. He had a good run. His, yeah, he was, he was, he, had, he was an actual, uh, I've almost forgotten, what do you call him? Oh, character. He had mm, motivations and did things according to what was happening around him. Walter Steele. So obviously they got rid of him quickly. Yes, Walter, Walter Steele. Steel. We missed the we missed the Walter. Come back and he's like, no, no, you you were into some deep shit, Moira, and I'm out. Right. No, he was <laughs> about the most believable person on the show because he basically figured out how deep the entire thing ran and went, oh hell no, oh okay, no, mm-hmm. oh no, no, y'all y'all can just do all this by yourself. Yeah, and shows up briefly to to you know help her run for mayor, but God. I, I'd love to see him again. I really did enjoy him. He was too noble and well thought out to be on this show. <laughs> He's off to a premiere cable somewhere. I also liked Shadow. I liked her too. I did like Shadow. I really did. Worst death ever. Right? I wasn't even sure what they were talking about. Like, wait, did he actually, like, like Ivo tells him to choose and he like chooses Sarah. He jumps in front of Sarah. But the way they shot it, I didn't even, I couldn't even tell what the hell had happened. I'm like, wait, who did, he, wait, what? Did he choose somebody? I thought he just kind of well, ran out and I'll tell randomly you exactly just what the hell said happened. no. They, they, they wrote this, this absolutely gruesome scene and remember they were airing it on the CW and had to cut around it. Oh, that makes more sense. That's, I hadn't thought about that's it. That's my working way. theory and I will stand by it. Because I is, mean, it's a very yeah. gruesome screen. Scene. Scream. Probably scream too. 
And I they mean, have, it's messed they up. They Oliver do that same thing twice. Shoot me, stab me, kill me, throw me in a plane. He's one of the most epoptic characters I've ever seen. <laughs> he's he's no Bruce desire to Wayne before. He's Bruce Wayne before returning to Batman and, and Dark Knight Returns, just running around with a death wish. Downright emo. No. I'm a terrible person. I have failed this city. Right. In his off hours, he can be called at... <laughs> oh, I can't remember the name of that stupid store and the and random malls everywhere. Oh, bless my heart. I am an adult. I can't remember the name of that terrible store. Hot Topic? Thank you. And hot, damn you. Hot Topic? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Hot Topic yeah, sells totally. lots of Harley Quinn and Batman-related t-shirts. I'll bet. They, they do so receive a fair amount of my business. Again, Not as so good as Target. Hot Topics, though, man. Hot Topic <laughs> has more of a variety. We're not getting off into Hot Topic. Moving the anyway. right the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and grab that cat by the tail and sling it in the other direction here. Right, right. Um, it is an awful store, but they have some good products. <laughs> Summer Glau, one of the most wasted Summer characters. Glau. They waste. They wasted that actress. No, was, she she went to the Stephen Amell camp of not showing any damned emotions. Well, yeah, but they <laughs> they could have done something with Isabel Rochev. They they could have. It could have actually been a surprise that she was a real baddie. That she was. Uh, what, what was her name? What's her name? On uh, Ravager, is that her name? Uh, I can't remember. Deathstroke's really daughter. Can. It was last year, and I tried to forget everything as soon as I could. Um, but they, you know, so, she I mean, just, to be clear she... to anyone who listens to this, if we've gotten any of this correct, we're doing it completely from memory from over a year ago because we were. I would have. We are cut off my tongue before I watched that season again. <laughs> season two was terrible. It was just, oh. it was the Brita of DC broadcasting so far. Oh, by the way, my my girlfriend pointed out something a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago that made me laugh. She said, uh, isn't it kind of weird how on, on Arrow, the only way someone can actually be a superhero is if they get handed a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. She's, it has to be a meaningful handing of jacket. Yeah, like Sarah has to hand Laurel the jacket. It fits you. Oh, it does. <laughs> it, it didn't, by the way. It didn't fit her. It does. No, I mean, no, to this day, that jacket does not fit on that woman. No, it doesn't. It, it really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like she's borrowed her niece's jacket because she's cold. Mm-hmm. That's it. And is selfishly taking no, it from her No, I mean, it's one of the few things Nissa has said in the show so far. I was like, yeah, get her. All right. But, you know, she actually said yeah. the jacket does not fit you. Eh. Nissa is actually an interesting character. I enjoy her. Could be. If, if she just, she just, she wants nothing but revenge. Just ever. The Revenger, I'll call her. Yeah, but, you know. See, now she I don't know. That fun. actress has, that actress has an ability to, like, show me the cogs. She shows me the cogs working in her mind, and yeah, it makes me feel like it's real. I feel like there's more to her than than what's happening. By the way, I'll give her that. Yeah, never mind that. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that, that's uh, for next week. She's had she's had cool scenes, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what she does with Merlin. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them try to usurp each other, play Tom and Jerry with that weird mm. finger jewelry. <laughs> now, aside from like aside from uh, God, you're welcome brain. to try. 
but before that, aside Neil. aside from Slade Wilson, mm-hmm. who is my favorite villain thus far, I didn't really care I for agree. what was going on around him, but I liked him. He was awesome. I think my I think my favorite villain was Ivo. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Like Ivo him too was much. a badass. Yeah. I, did, I didn't dig that. I didn't dig the whole Mirakuru thing. It was it was all very, very boring. Um, we spent... It was. You know, you've got all this stuff going on on the island, and, and what you think to do with it is run around looking for some sort of super serum thing. I, uh, screw it. Just screw that. I don't know. Wait, I mean, we Jason. Do, it's... What? Are you listening to yourself? You have an really? island, you what? have a ship. You have an island, you have a ship. This is not Ivo, this is you, Jason. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you're not going to look for a Mirakuru? A super soldier serum? You're telling me that you you would give up the chance to be Captain America? I, I think I would fix We've discussed boat. at length on this podcast what we would do with superpowers. How Sup- happy and joyous we would seems like be. a long way to go. Surely there's a toxic waste dump your boat could get to. Hell, it's probably a nuclear-powered boat. Just go dip in the, uh, you know... Go take a sledgehammer to the one of the reactor cores and grab you some some radiation. See if that helps. Maybe you'll Hulk out or something. <laughs> well, the guy's clearly mentally unstable. I mean, didn't care for him. Didn't I don't care know. for most of the boat. I, I was just so freaking bored by this point. Man, the I'd be boat was off. I was so bored with the show by that. Point. Ivo, Ivo was interesting to me. But again, much like with Slade, I didn't care for the things going on around him. Like the show. It's, yeah, it's interesting that way. Where like they'll have a character, like the most interesting characters are just saddled with the most boring storylines. Yeah. That boat was it's, bad. It was bad. It was It only I mean, got it, interesting it, when they got when they actually escaped and got on the submarine. Oh, the preacher guy um running out with the submarine thing, that was that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um I liked his Russian friend and then the list drops off. Yeah. Very quickly. Well, that's better than we'd had all season, so. (laughs) (laughs) By that point, it's just basically, something happened! Yay! Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. And the worst, uh, look, the biggest, the biggest chunk of dickery that those writers presented me that entire season. (laughs) This is, this is my, my big one. This is the one that I hated the most. Uh Because all I want to know at this point is what happened on that line. Remember, that's the part I liked about season one. It's the thing I liked about. It's the only thing I liked about season two was still trying to figure out what happened on that island. He gets off the freaking island and he just shows up in Hong Kong. Uh-huh. So now I'm left with it. at the end of season two. I'm sitting here going, come on, I've got to wait. Now I have to figure out what happened in Hong Kong. Like connect the dots yeah. for God's sake. I didn't like it. Yeah. The flashbacks have grown. Like, well, like I said, in season one, they were the best part of the show. Season mm-hmm. two, Easily. they were very much, very much the worst part of the show. Easily. And and they've just become irrelevant now. Like they're even having trouble tying. Like season three, once you get there, they they're having trouble tying the flashbacks to what the current storyline. Like yeah, it was, I'm, it started out as I'm a neat little gimmick. It it really is. It started out as a nice now, little gimmick. Now they have a real time problem because they've done. They were he was there. He was five years, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. he spent one year there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he spent two years on the island, essentially, right? And then a third year in Hong Kong. Basically, yeah, yeah. And then fourth year, he goes back to the island is that right maybe or Wait, maybe do, do he goes someplace he else where did he go after maybe he goes you, you to know, coast city i don't know he's off off to his next adventure maybe maybe the fourth no, season he's flashback gotta go to russia. Coast city he's, he's got to go to russia at some point yeah a lot of stuff he's happened got the to tats that. he's got all that now he's got to be in russia somehow for a while oh, i'm not looking forward to that but then it, it all culminates in him being back on the island alone 
and mm-hmm. there long enough that he grows a pretty impressive amount of facial hair. And he gets used to sleeping on the ground again. Right. Yeah, he, he gets he gets hard. <laughs> and, then, <clears throat> and then makes his All way right. back. And it, whatever he's doing, he's there long enough that even him, whatever it was that marooned him, he, he's, he wants back because he's clearly got an entire setup. That first scene in the entire show is, is very intricately contrived to find the next boat that passes and alert them. Oh, well. That's going to be a hard thing to wrap up. I'm voting Russia. I want to see Russia. Let's do, let's see him be a mob boss. I don't want to see Russia. Russia. I don't want to see any more flashbacks. I just don't care anymore. Oh, come on. Give you a season no, come four on. Of I don't flashbacks see it. to get through year four and then... Or hell, just you know. I mean, I'll be annoyed if they don't do both. They have they have two years to make up for. They have two years to explain. So they have to do it. And there've been flashbacks. You know what I'm hoping? Show, so I'm sure they're going to do. Uh, I'm sure they're going to do the whole five years. If the show lasts more than five years, I hope they flash forward. Mm-hmm. See, that'd be good. I'll even take you know. Go they ahead just and pull a loss. Go ahead and go ahead and fit two years Completely. worth of flashbacks into one year, and then show me the justice. Oh League. yeah. Because let's face it, so, isn't this what? That's what it's all about, right? This is all one long tease until you show me the freaking Justice League. Mm. Speaking of, um, one of movies? the highlights of season two was bringing in Barry Allen. Oh yeah, and they they immediately season brought him on. Like, He's too interesting. Put him in a coma. <laughs> Kids got way too much spunk. <laughs> I couldn't have put that better myself. I wouldn't have thought to, but that was great. That was that was fantastic. Oh, I appreciate it. And they did. That's that's basically what happened. This kid mm-hmm. comes on Barry Allen, interesting as hell. Mm-hmm. Finally, Felicity has some kind of a crush other than Oliver. Mm-hmm. Looks like it might work out and coma. Well, all right. <laughs> and dot, 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 coma. Oh, like if that's the elevator, <laughs> bitch, by the time you get off the next floor, you're not happy with me. Yeah. But seriously, <laughs> season on season season one moved plot wise. Like it just, it just belted I, through I, things and. It was it, it was on ball bearings, man. It was going. And then season two made up for it. Mm-hmm. Season two moved like a freaking snail. Mm-hmm. No, if I if 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 I sat in the woods so long that my feet eventually grew into vegetation, I think I could still move faster than that season. So Stumps what are the things all. that we like about this show? Why are we doing this? Well, Podcast, again, once even. I once <laughs> I start thinking about season two for too long, I don't. I just want to burn my eyes for having viewed these things. Right. I. I just cut off an ear and spike. But if if you could actually give a recommendation for for watching Arrow, what would that be? All right, here. Okay, that's a fun exercise. Like how how would you how would you convince a, a passerby to watch this show mm-hmm. without getting all? Because we've both stated that we show. love watching this show. We've both already stated that we love watching this show. But all we've right. done for like an hour is is, is talk about how much we hate it. <laughs> I regret nothing. I, I'm I'm confused. What is the criticism? That we only have an hour? Yeah. But (laughs) there has to be something. And I'll be damned. For as stiff as he was in season one, I really do like, I really do like Stephen Amell as as Oliver Queen. No. No, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he has himself expressed interest in smiling more and I appreciate that. He he really is. We've talked about this though. Like this show would be so much better if you just told Stephen Amell to improv it. Just Mm -hmm. throw a green suit on him and go. I doubt that somehow, but. I'd be willing to try I mean, this is the man that wants. I wouldn't. This is the man who wants to do a supernatural crossover. Uh Uh-uh. 
He's I'm a not watching that 11 years of that He's show. A dreamer. I'm not watching no, 11 years watch of that. Supernatural. No, I'm a completist at heart. And if I have to go back and watch Supernatural so I understand that crossover, I will never forgive them. Yeah. You'll be you'll be mad yeah. enough if they bring Constantine in because you'll have to go watch like nine whole episodes. No, I'll be I'll be happy if they bring Constantine in. That'd be cool. Happy to find a ha- finally have an excuse to watch Constantine. Well, I mean, it would be it would be cool to to continue the universe that way we didn't get a season of a show that doesn't matter. Yeah, you got to hate those. I was excited about Constantine. It was just that second episode bored me so much That's that I fair. just I just And I, to be fair, I I have we we both have so much TV um, just just in the DC catalog. There's a it's lot just, of capes around, brother. There's a lot of capes around. Man, and you, you factor in Marvel, and good Lord, man. I don't, second episode I bored me. Can't be bothered with it unless it's wait. actually going somewhere. Um, I know. Some other time. Some other time we'll, re, we'll recap and recant that. All right, how would, I, how would I convince someone to watch Arrow? And I assume I can't just tell someone that um, that you have your choice of an attractive Oliver Queen or an attractive attractive Felicity Smoke to mm-hmm. get you through. Um, I feel like every time I, it, it, gets, it gets better, I feel like if I start a sentence, it's going to end as a question. My tone's going to go up at the end of the sentence. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> It's not good. It's not. <laughs> Except it is it's not good, sometimes. Good. I mean, maybe the best way I could describe it is, you know, if if you don't have something else more important going on in your life, it's there for you. I mean, that's true. I'm I'm sure there are homeless people and puppies that need saving, but you know, I, I my my I, my I could strongest just watch this show. I suppose. Yeah, my strongest argument for watching Arrow is it ties into the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> so you you have to it's it's documentary evidence that yeah, yeah. It re- requires review now this may change in the next year um well we, obviously the sophomore know, they, slump they, is is heavy within that crew so hey we'll see no like yeah it, i mean they maybe, maybe it's this maybe it's this like we i can't not watch this show i did i did threaten that if season two didn't pick it up a little, a little bit that i would but by the end of season two mm-hmm. they uh those last couple episodes, you know, shit finally happened. So yeah. I was able to actually kind of come back to it. And then season three, man, it had a short leash. I mean, a short leash. Mm-hmm. I was back mm-hmm. to the experiment at that point. Right. It, it, it only had an episode now you're on this, to hook me. Now that you're on this podcast, and I believe I have I have uh, made you contractually obligated to watch the show. So <laughs> I, I, I'm a proud owner of a Bic lighter. Bring me said contract. <laughs> uh, I know, I know for, how fire works, my for, friend. The, for all of its flaws, Arrow can be really badass. No, that kind of is it. Like there's a when they do it right, there's a lot of swagger. It's cool. When they, Some of the actions, great. Story's good. I still about like, once. I mean, I still like the story. About once every episode, they do it really right. But once an episode, I feel like they they get it really right enough to drag you to the next next segment. (laughs) At this point, usually it's not lately. It hasn't been straight up badass. Oh, (laughs) it has the the show has done this though. It it has explored a lot of territory that I haven't gotten to see. Um, It it's brought out a lot of villains that you didn't think you'd see. It's brought out. It's brought out a lot of fun characters. Um, mm-hmm. I do miss it being a little bit of a, you know, monster of the week. See, you know, you've got twenty two, twenty three episodes to work with. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I kind of like the 
the things they do where like somebody has a three episode arc or something. So I've got a villain mm-hmm. for three or four episodes, three or four weeks. I get to play with this villain. So I can look back and remember like, man, September was awesome. You remember the Royal Flush Gang? Something like that. It, it That's, yeah, I, I miss that. I miss playing with the villains. I miss, uh, that seemed like a big deal. Like season one, they did. They cram-packed it with, with a lot of stuff. And season two, they kind of played with the characters they already had on the board and um, completely miscalculated how interesting those characters were. Mm-hmm. So by season three, you know, I've got, they, they had to pull back in some more stuff. And that was, that was the right direction. Go back into the, go back and chew through the, the catalog of intensely interesting properties you have at your disposal. I, I, don't, I don't know how else to pitch it. I guess we call it. All right. I think that's all we have for this week. Join us next week when we recap Arrow Season 3 and The Flash Season 1. We are DC On Screen, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook. If you're a Marvel fan and you're looking for a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, which can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as mcucast.com. I'm David C. Robertson. You can find my original sketch comedies and web series at maladjusted.tv. Take it easy, y'all. You heard that safe drivers get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw an ad for a vintage baseball cap, and now you find yourself checking the stats of that team's second baseman in 97, wondering why his stolen base total dropped after his rookie season. Wonder how much his rookie card is worth. Yes, they said it was easy to save money with Snapshot from Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.